0: So 1 through 11 of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, when Paul is speaking about spiritual gifts. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans or non-believers, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, Let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given uh, through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits. And to another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of those tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I have a couple of slides to share today. Um, You've heard about the spiritual gifts, I'm sure, before. And the thing about the gifts is that we are called by God to discover the gifts that God gives to each of us. You can look at Pastor Bob and say, well, he's got the gift of gab, (laughs) right? Or look at Marty and say the gift of music, right? In a lot of different ways, singing, vocals, piano, organ. Um, You can look at some of the leaders in the church and say they have this, they have that. But what about your spiritual gifts? Do you know by nodding of your head, either this way or this way, what your spiritual gifts are? Do you know your gifts? Yes. Do you know your gifts? Okay. Some do and some don't. The Bible talks a lot about the gifts of the spirit, and Paul is the one who speaks about it most, but it's in several places in the epistles, and a uh, variety of places here in First Peter, First Corinthians we just read, Ephesians, uh, Romans. A lot of places, Paul talks about the importance of the church working when everybody's using their spiritual gifts. Too many times in the church, we use churchy words, you know. We use words that the culture doesn't use anymore. And sometimes that's okay, but sometimes it's confusing. When I talk about spiritual gifts, people say, What are you talking about, Pastor? What are you good at? Can you build something, Charlie? Yeah, Charlie can build something. So can Rick. "I can't." But what can you do? You can do things. You can you can speak in public, right? Mm-hmm. You preached a sermon already, right? <laughs> so there are things that we all can do, and we're not all the same. Yes, when we have a uh, we have a large church conference coming up out in Kansas again uh, that our church is hosting, uh, the denomination's hosting. I mean, and one of the big. Emphases is hospitality. How do people feel welcome in church? If I stand at the door like this, <laughs> I don't think many people are going to want to come in. But a smile can go a long way to making people feel welcome and at home. Right? How we how we just act with each other, and th- those are get, definitely gifts. Not everybody smiles, Charlie. Right? <laughs> Not everybody does. That's true, too. Yeah, sometimes we don't. I've been very curious and interested in Native American Indians throughout my my whole life. And some of the movies, you'll see it depicted this way. But in the Native American lifestyle, everybody in the tribe had a job to do. There were the hunters and the gatherers. There were those preparing for war, getting the bows and arrows ready. There were those preparing the food, making meals ready there were those taking care of the children. When they moved, and they moved a lot, and many many of the tribes moved a lot, there were those people assigned to the menial task of getting the, the tents or teepees from one place to the other. The women actually did a lot of work in the tribes, and one of the things that they would do is dry all the skins, the deer skins, the elk skins, the bison skins, for be used for coats and other things for the family after the food was taken. So everybody had their job, And you wouldn't have it too many times when one of the squaws or one of the young men would say, Well, I don't feel like doing that today. (laughs) Right? The chief would have a problem if he did, or if she did. It's sort of like today. I'm guessing not any of you this morning said, Well, I don't feel like going to church today. Now, today would have been a good excuse, right? It's snowing. It's icing. It's, you know... But I'm reminded of what my mentor always said on a day like this. Charlie, you know better than anybody else, even when the storms come, the cows and the sheep are still hungry, right? They still need to be fed. And we, God's lambs, need to be fed fed spiritually. Now, he also would add a note there that, well, if only a few cows came, you wouldn't give them all the food, right? (laughs) So anyway, everybody's got their job in the Indian tribes, and we need to have our jobs in the church and make sure they get done. Um, This cross I found this past week, about Monday or Tuesday, I think it was, and it talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which, again, are throughout the Scriptures. There's knowledge, fortitude, understanding. When you're understood, and when you know somebody understands where you are in your feelings or in your life, isn't that special, right? Right? You've been there. Piety, not thinking too highly of oneself. Some people, Rick, could use some humble pie, right? And sometimes I could, too, stand for that. Piety, counsel, wisdom, the fear of the Lord, all gifts of the Spirit. And when we think about what do we have to give to the church, everybody has something to give, no matter how big or small it might seem. Everybody has something to give. There's another way of looking at it. This particular slide breaks down the gifts into three areas. One is the gift of knowing. Two is the gift of doing. And three is the gift of speaking. We mentioned speaking before. So a lot of people are good at knowing, and a lot of us are good at speaking. But doing... When my dad retired, he got a new saying, he used to say. He had a lot of sayings. But my dad would say... Why do today what I can put off till tomorrow? Because <laughs> he was retired now, right? But we know the danger of not doing. And so under doing, we have faith for miracles, healings, work and power. Doing is the hardest one, I think. We know what we're supposed to do sometimes, and we just don't always do it. At least I don't always do it. I felt guilty today on the way into church. I was coming along 715, and there was an accident there. And I felt like, if I stop, I'm going to be late for plowing the church parking lot, and then Marty can't get in the park, and then Peggy can't get in the park, and so I used those as excuses not to stop and help somebody along the road today. That was bad of me, not willing to do something for somebody else. Um, But we all have gifts to do and to share, and we need to share them and do them. I remember as a kid in Sunday school and watching Miss Marsha on Romper Room. Remember Miss Ron- uh, It might have been somebody else here in this, in this area. It wasn't Miss Ron- Mrs. Marsha, I don't think, but it was somebody else in Romper Room. Do you remember who it was? Who? That might be right. I think somebody said that, Miss Rhoda. But uh, she would look through the, the, the windowless mirror. There was no mirror. It was all open air. And she'd say, I see Charlie, and I see Susan, and I see Beth. And I thought for sure one day she'd say, I see Bobby, but she never did. But they had this thing called doobies. What's that mean? You know what a bee is? No. A bee. I mean, a bee. No. Bzz, the 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 bee that stings. <laughs> but they make honey too. They have good things too, right? They make honey. Some bees make honey. Well, a dooby is a bee that does things. A do bee. And she would point out different children who were doing different things uh, in the community or in the school classroom or whatever. And they were doobies. They were the ones that were doing the work. And we need that in the church, too. This is the front of your bulletin. And if you look at the bulletin, I love this definition or description of gifts because a lot of times we don't always think about what we're talking about in the church. So this says, Spiritual gifts are blessings or abilities that are given by the power of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. God gives at least one gift to every faithful member of the church. God doesn't give five to Marty and say, well, forget Rick. Right? God gives at least one gift to everybody. So your job and my job is to figure out what at least that one gift is that we're given and then use that gift. Paul has the gift of numbers. Right? That's one of his gifts, of many. Right? I have a gift of work. Work? There you go. See? So if you know your work or electrical, whatever you want to call your gifts. See, Paul knows things about the tiny electrical things that I have no understanding at all about. Diodes and all those things. Come on, seriously. They're too small. But he knows those things, right? So he has gifts that I don't have, that you don't have, maybe. But all of us are asked to give and know what our at least one gift is, and some of you have way more than one gift, but to know them and to use them what God wants us to do. Let us pray. God, you love us. You create us in your image, and you bless us every day with your presence. Help us to know what our gifts are, and help us to have the courage to use them throughout the week. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.